How you gonna do it now? Go ahead. Bless the people. Bruh. I just wanna have a conversation about like, you know the things that sometimes you'll be um whatever your craft is, you'll be watching somebody else do it. And not that it's whack, but it's that like it inspires you to it makes you wanna go do it. Like, man, I wish I I wish that, you know what I mean? Give me that, mm-hmm. put me in that position, right? Like sometimes you like in the context of music, right? Like sometimes you listen to music and you're like, wow, man, like that musician, that artist did that. I love this song. Like I rock with this. And then other times you listen to it and it's like, man, I could have wrote that. I could have, yeah. you know, matter of fact, put a beat on, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so I just want to talk about like some of the things that like, are there any things in your life that, or any like people or artists that sometimes you see and that you have a tendency to like, the art, because it is still inspiration, but it inspires you in that sense that you're like, man, let me pick up, let me pick up the sticks or pick up the, you know, put me on, yeah. the, in the, on that podium or give me that platform. Lately, gee, that inspiration hasn't been coming necessarily from people that do exactly what I do, but being around people that are passionate and live passionately gives me the energy to come over here and, you know, deliver this energy and be very thoughtful about how we curate this art piece which is what i see it as you know this is conversational art and just trying to take it to take it to that next level my g but who 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 have you been listening to recently that made you want to pull out the pen this is a real question well i'm the pen is the, the pen is retired you know what if if there ever was one you know what i mean um <laughs> but when i was when i was like rapping and even before i was really like into rapping J. Cole is somebody whose music always, like, I would listen to it and I'll be like, I would want the end. You know that, like, uh, in certain songs, they let the beat ride for a little bit. And J. Cole was one of the artists that, without question, like, if I was listening to his music, like, two, three songs in a row, by that third one, I'm rapping over the beat loop Mm. at the end. You know what I mean? Mm. (laughs) Another discussion I want to have is, hey, bro, like, if you sit and really think about it, like... I'm not talking about the ones that maybe you lost in college, but like the sweatshirts and the t-shirts and the and the stuff like that that you lost back in like high school. Where do you think it's at right now? You know uh, I mean? With with the next, <laughs> undoubtedly. But that's what I'm saying though. At this point, they have to have lost it. Unless you know what I mean. Get oh. an ex from high school at some point. You know what I mean. At this point. Unless they had kids and that kid is running around with that sweatshirt on. But you know, oh, what you mean? talk about the traveling sweat sweatshirt of the Yaya brothers. <laughs> <laughs> it's the traveling sweatshirt, bro. That's how that goes. I'm just saying, like, yeah, there's got, there's a certain, I'm just, just like, saying that, follow the line. Follow the sweat. Like if you had to take an imaginary journey through a life of a sweatshirt. It goes from you to whoever you're seeing at the moment. Usually it's not even somebody that you care about. They're just going to hijack that. Take that sweatshirt. Yeah. Where does that end up? It ends up at their crib, mixed up. Now, depending on how much you like the sweatshirt, you might try and take it back. But most in most cases, that person who's got your sweatshirt is gone. It's with them, right? Now, depending on how hard they rock with you, they might rock the shirt a lot. But at a certain point, if you and that person drift apart, they might not be rocking the shirt like that. At a certain point, that shirt gets passed on from you, from somebody that you cared about, to somebody that you cared about, to somebody that they care about, or it just gets lost. Sometimes it gets burnt. Sometimes that shirt, I have had shirts and sweatshirts come back to me, uh, cut up. That has happened to me before. So sometimes (laughs) it, it circles back. But a lot of times it just, like, where do it go, you know? 
I feel like if she had, like I said, if she had kids, it's probably running around on the kid. The kid probably got it. Cousins, nephews, something like that. Or there's something happened if she, it depends on what. Let's go ahead. You, there's a kid running around with the Illinois shirt, with the Miles Xavier Illinois shirt, with the OVO Drake shirt, actually. That was your shirt. That's good. That's the thing. It was never no corny. It wasn't no stuff that you could go just get. It wasn't, it was some, I always had something wrong, man. Look, all right, bet. So here's, all right, now we done stumbled upon a good story. Check this out. What's oh. the, what's the, What's the thing that you didn't want to give a partner or you didn't want them to like have or use or that they got too deep, they started taking too much of, you know, that that caused some tension between you and your partner. You know what I mean? No, thanks. What? Come on, man. <laughs> no, no, thanks. No, Come I'm on, kidding. Man. There's certain things, bro. Like to a certain point as a dude, you get to a place where it's just like, I right, listen. Unless this is like my girlfriend, then forget about it. Unless this is my girlfriend, then you can't leave with anything that I have. Uh, okay. See, you would think so, right? I'll give. I'll change you to this one. One time, I had a chick over my crib. It was actually my mom's crib. This was back. In, this was close to high school. It might have been. Yeah, it was close to high school. Might have been right after I graduated. Mama was gone. I'm chilling. Shorty comes over to the crib. I'm just folding laundry, right? She sees the shirt I got. It's a white t-shirt with a skull that's made out of butterflies, right? It's cold. It's hard. Colorful butterflies, but like, it's like, man, it's, it looked like art. Raw ass shirt. So I'm folding it up. I put it down. She sees it. She's like, ooh, picks it up. And immediately, as soon as I seen her pick it up, I'm like, uh-uh, don't get too attached to that. Put that down. Put that down. Cause I already done lost my other favorite pullover shirt to this same female. So I'm already know she in the habit of keeping things. So I'm like, nah, she had the crib. She take off all her clothes and put the shirt on. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What? She took off all her clothes and put the shirt on. And she danced <laughs> around in it. And I'm like, hi, this is cute. But I'm thinking in my head, this she has just out algebra me. In this yeah. whole scenario, because how I can't make her, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I can't Check make me. her take, yeah, for sure. And guess what? She walked out the crib with that shirt. And that was the last of that shirt that Miles, had, that Miles saw ever again. Never seen that shirt again, bro. Hey, bro. I don't know what it is or what the etiquette is, but I think, you know, if anything, this podcast should empower men to say no to shirt thieves and to say no <laughs> to sweatpants thieves and <laughs> to stand up for their right. You know what I mean? If anything that you walk away with, gentlemen, you don't have to live a life where you're, where you, you know what I'm saying? And the, 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 hype, the hypocritical thing about all this is that this Lakers shirt was handed down to me <laughs> from a girl who had taken it from somebody. No way. <laughs> Yo, wow. Wow. Full Can't, make that like that. Can't make that up, son. <laughs> like that. Wow. That's crazy. Hey. <laughs> the circle. <laughs> That's how that wow. goes. Look, look. Gentlemen, protect the <laughs> It's a cold world out there, G. Wow, Listen, no hoodies. 
whole world. <laughs> Listen, we're jumping in. We're jumping in hot already, and so it's, it'll be remiss of us to not welcome absolutely everybody to the All the Way Live podcast. This is nothing more than conversation between two brothers, between two best friends. Uh, came here to be able to unpack a lot of the most current events, things that matter to people, what the streets are saying, and bring it forward to you guys. And how we broke it up that show is in three different parts. Those three different parts are, and I know these things off at the top of my head because I am a consummate professional, Miles Xavier, right? So those three yeah. things are <laughs> Stumble Upon, <laughs> Current News, Recommendeds, and Review. So on Stumble Upon, me and Miles just bring you some of the content, information, thoughts that we have stumbled upon over the week, and we discuss them with you guys. And then Current News, we take what's hot, what's sizzling, at the top of the topic meter, bring that down and talk about it with you guys. And then I'll recommend it as a review. This is where it gets spicy. And I absolutely dig, dig, dig what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about becoming a Christmas boyfriend. Now, we got a lot of got a lot of feedback on our last segment regarding can guys get flown out? So the people is asking for it. They're asking for this yeah. content. If you missed that segment, the answer was nah, no, we can't. No, the answer is no. To sum it up, <laughs> no, you cannot get flown out as a dude. Now, this week, Muslims were to tackle bigger issues with, <laughs> are you a Christmas boyfriend? <laughs> you are, if you're wondering. The answer is yes, you are. If you're, if you're watching this segment, then for sure, for sure. But hey, bro, getting into Stumble Upon, we said that we're going to talk about um, Christmas, Christmas themes, things of that nature. And on current news, we're going to talk about uh, Wheezy selling some of his uh, Weezy signed some of his copyrights and kind of breaking down the whole copyright, the, the sale of, of artists' copyrights and of, their, and of their portfolios. Is that the correct term? Portfolios? Catalog. They catalog. That's the correct term. So artists selling their catalogs, what's that mean? Break that shit down financially, you know, whatever the case is. So dive on in with us on today's hot, hot show, man. Welcome through. What up, people? Man, it's good to be back here, man. Before we get into anything... Happy holidays. Happy end of a crazy year. We getting there. When y'all listen to this, it will be, oh man. And so we are Wednesday podcast now. So this should be Wednesday podcast. And I'm speaking that into existence. We are, we are pushing ourselves with production in order to bring you the finest quality in a timely fashion. So we are Wednesday podcast now, Christmas Eve, Eve. What up y'all? However you celebrate, Whatever you celebrate, whoever you celebrate with, I hope you're doing it safely, happily. Man, that means a lot to me. Yeah. That's the spirit I'm coming in with, bro. Why don't you dap on in? Let the people know what your energy like. Hey, man. Um, as I was telling you, this week has been rough for, you know, it's been a rough week. Definitely a lot of work picking up. Things are getting intense. Um, as we speak now, I was having an intense migraine before. Been having a throat, you know, I think a throat infection or whatever the case is. But nevertheless coming here to be able to speak to my brother, the people, the people that are listening, that that is all the energy that I need in order to come up over here and give people some super hot content, man. So the ability to be able to do this, as always, is an absolute pleasure, my brother. And I come with nothing more than positivity and banter, man. That's me today. I appreciate the thought. Got the wrong jersey on, but we know the Shifu game right here. So that means we're going to carry you. We know you're going to put up numbers. And then no, people can, can see that in this right here mix of a drink. I got lemon, honey. I've got uh, cannabis plants in here. I got mint. I've got ginger. This is, 
this is what's getting me through this flu game right now. But we're gonna we're gonna push through it. That's green tea. <laughs> Quite literally. Green tea. Quite literally. <laughs> it's a great migraine. Um, it's a great migraine combatant, actually. Wow, that's dope. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. Is that a is that a recipe that you stumbled upon? You could say so. Like, <laughs> look at that. Look at that. Oh See, my Seamless yeah. transition. Seamless transition. Yeah. But that being said, I was reminded that we never tell people to like, comment, subscribe, follow us on Spotify, follow us on YouTube, follow us on Instagram. People, people, people talk to us, man. This whole entire purpose is to be able to open up a room for people to talk to. So come through. Please follow. Please like. Please comment. We are on the ones and twos. We will get back to people. Let us know what we should recommend and review like we did today. And we're going we're gonna to push it through for y'all, man. So we do. Man of the people. Part of the people. Part, part of, of the people. people. The part of the people, the Christmas, the Christmas special. How you feel, my brother? Tap on in, tap on in. Southside Santa Claus, what you saying? Bring us in with some Christmassy, with some Christmassy feels. Hey, look, man, look. What you need, what you need, look. If you need Christmas movie recommendations, I got you. You definitely need to check out Almost Christmas. That movie is fire. If you haven't seen mm-hmm. that one, um, what you need, you need music recommendations. The Charlie Brown Christmas album the peanuts christmas i know that sounds crazy but the composer went like nuts on that it's one of those scenarios y'all remember tarzan bro like how we had this movie about this man in the jungle and then phil collins was like oh we gonna score this correct this is gonna yeah, yeah. be prop went crazy in him similar situation where just like a crazy composer went ham on this charlie brown christmas so that's i'm sure that's on spotify and all your little platforms so make sure you jump in there listen to that after you listen to us. You're running what through up? this Christmas topic, by the way. You hey, are sprinting give, through this topic. I'm just trying to give them, break them off with the little easy, the little easy things. We could get deep. We could get deep. Also, uh, Friday After Next is a Christmas movie, in case you didn't know. Die Hard is a Christmas movie, in case you didn't know. Um, what else is a Christmas movie that people don't? <laughs> the Matrix? No, but, but <laughs> Die Hard. <laughs> it gets Django. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang is low-key a Christmas movie. Yes, yes, yes. If you ain't know that. There you go. There you go. And with Christmas albums, I know you come through. I know you, you like the chance and um, the chance and Jeremiah Christmas album. Man, I haven't, I, I haven't listened to the new one. They've actually, they dropped a new one this year. But the first two iterations of the mixtape are fire. There's definitely some heat on that. Yo, shout out to Jeremiah recovering from COVID too. Mm-hmm. Like that's a beautiful thing that um that would have been, you know, it's hard to say one thing, you know, would have been too much this year, but like, bruh, I'm glad that I'm glad that he's healthy and getting to spend the holiday with his family because yeah, the mixtapes have brought me uh a lot of Christmas joy, and especially in a way that like, you know what I mean? For a while before that, there wasn't a lot of hip hop Christmas. You know what I mean? It wasn't, I don't think it was as, as popular, as celebrated as it is now, right? It was kind of thought of as kind of corny. There were some efforts in the 90s to do some fly stuff. Um, but yeah, man, because I, I, Black and uh, Summer Walker did a Christmas album too, right? The, the Love Renaissance album is actually very, very good. I was listening to that um, with my lady. It's good. You have 12 Days of Christmas with Westside Boogie. That's some That's some dope stuff. And I actually think that we should... You know, play that at the beginning of the air, of the podcast just to 
you know, dazzle people with some Christmas feels, but that album is dope. I'll definitely go that way. Obviously, you can't go wrong with the Mariah Carey album that's that's given. Um, any pretty much any way you go, man. Everybody's got a Christmas album. It's it's just the season. Christmas pockets is deep, fam. You want something else that's hip hop and Christmas? There's a Cook and Soul Notorious B.I.G. Christmas, uh, ready for Christmas. So it's ready to die. Be mixed with Christmas instrumentals by Cook and Soul. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's that's the best combination, pre-Christmas combination I've heard. It's hard. And you have it there. You have it there. Miles Xavier coming in with the Christmas-ness. Yo, tell me this, bro, because we're in different parts of the world, right? What is Christmas like for you? And I'm saying this obviously naively, but I do want to open the conversation of the different types of Christmases that we potentially um, experience being from this, being from South Africa and being in the U.S. And I'll start by going by saying that Americans do Christmas on the next level. Yeah, Americans do they, Christmas on a different level. It's 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 a it's a cultural event as opposed to an optional celebration because in South Africa the Christmas experience is a month long experience and it's a mind state, which is different from a cultural, which is different from a, a traditional cultural process because right now we're peeking into summer and people are going wild this is they have they have a phrase to describe it kitty zamba boss which means like it's december bro like <laughs> it's december dog <laughs> needs what it eats you know what i'm saying the day of the day of what they call 26 saturdays that's what they call it over here that's lit that's lit mm-hmm. i like i like that i like that vibe um and yeah, I think I think here it's been really interesting experiencing Christmas since I like kind of cut the cord with cable, right? So mm-hmm. because I rarely have commercials except on like YouTube. And YouTube's commercials aren't seasonally themed in the same way that cable television commercials were. It's been much more on me to perpetuate that like kind of Christmassy spirit, right? As a kid, Christmas was a time when I wasn't in school. And as I had, my folks were strict to the point where I couldn't watch TV on the weekdays or like on school days, basically. Same, same. So Christmas was a time where I could, like holiday break was a time where I could chill and watch um, a lot more TV. And that meant, you know, and this was back in the this was the nineties and the in the early two thousands. So you talking about Toys R Us commercials, you talking about you know Cartoon Network. Yeah, PlayStation coming out, PlayStation 2, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You talking about like the real crystallization of that commercialized Christmas process. But for me, um, being like the 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 sappy, like, you know, people person that I am, I always just appreciated that. Even the messaging in the TV shows, right? All your favorite shows, all your sitcoms and stuff have a Christmas episode. And the overall writing message was just be nice. Be nicer than you usually would. Have more patience. You know what I mean? Like this is this is just not a time for, not for conflict because oh, when family comes around, it is definitely a time for conflict. But even in that conflict, prioritizing love and family and not just seemed to be the message underneath and the guise under which all this commercialization was happening. And if you can just appreciate that aspect of regardless of what you believe in, regardless of if you think the holiday has been over commercialized, just buying into like being nicer, extending 
that humanity to as far as it'll go in celebration of that humanity. That has always resonated with me. That's why I rock with Christmas. That's why I try and carry with it through the commercial. It sounds like you're referring to the Christmas spirit of things, which is, you know, it's similar on this side. I mean, how we apply it is is slightly more uh, jovial, but you know, it, it's still the same concept of being able to operate in a different, in a different, uh, in a different frequency of things where happiness is definitely a at the forefront of of things. Joy, celebration, yeah. celebration, and joy is at the forefront of things. Yeah, in very like visible ways, right? And I don't want to like take for granted like so something interesting about having lived in spaces like the south side and lived in the suburbs is that in the burbs every like you know most I would say maybe 65 to 75% of houses do some type of christmas lights right yeah and as like corny as that is and as like you know part of a privileged community and mindset as that might be right to decorate your building because or your home right because you own it and mm-hmm. the outside of it that's a different you know thing if you live in a tenement or whatever um but there's something really beautiful about that passive you just driving around and seeing lights seeing mm-hmm. a celebration for an extended period of time so something that's really dope that i saw this year was that um uh, and man i wish i knew for sure which group it was but um I want to say it was my block, my hood, my city. I'm sure enough to say it, but don't quote me on it. I'm pretty sure it was my block, my hood, my city. Decorated homes up and down Cottage Grove, which is uh, right here. It's a very central block on on the south side of Chicago. Um, And just driving up and down that space is beautiful. There are a lot of different spaces and communities that do decorating, um, communities that get together and do themes, uh, other areas in the city where you can do drive-through light shows. But to see people come together and give that same vibrancy to, to Cottage Grove um, in a space where that might not be the norm was beautiful and something that I think makes, you know, all the fuss about Christmas worth it. I, I appreciate that joviality, as you said. Yeah, and that's such a fly thing. Shout out to shout out to that organization. Can you shout them out one more time? My Block, My Hood, My City. Shout yeah. out to my block, my hood, my city for doing the good work, man. You know, over here at All The Way Live, we we support, encourage, endorse, and promote people that are doing that good work. So so shout out to them, man. All right, bro, we're about to dive now into current news, man, current news. So Lil Wayne sells, apparently, the copyrights of part, partly or whole of his music, allegedly Nicki Minaj's music and Drake's music up until 2000. And 18. Indeed. Right. And so a lot of people have been commenting on this. And so we wanted to, we wanted to approach it in a way that's definitely very much us, which is kind of uh, looking a little bit above just this particular sale, but also looking at the current trends of people selling their copyrights and selling their catalogs and just kind of understanding what that looks like, what that means, what our take on that is. And so um, I think, not I think in our research we found out that there's been a considerable amount of 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 catalog sales within these last couple of months. I believe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, touching on some of those really quickly, we 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 saw that Bob Dylan sold a portion of his catalog, LA Reed has sold hundred percent of his catalog. Um the Dream has sold some of their his catalog. Um, twenty three million. Some- 
Yeah. And so these aren't, these aren't people, these aren't one hit wonders. These are people with extensive, you know, catalogs of hits, hit hits. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that makes for an interesting trend. Um, I also just want to say like, yeah, we come into this as fans um, and as people who want to see artists, creators, but especially black folks win, right. And not to get messed over. And so I think, even for people who aren't necessarily in the industry, something that has become uh, brought to the forefront in the past few months has been owning your masters, right? Ownership, owning your content, being able to continue to get paid um, from the distribution of your art. And it plays into the conversation we had about Dave Chappelle over the last couple of weeks. Um, But I think when we approach this, it's important to understand uh, that having followed Wayne for a while, there was a long time where Wayne wasn't getting paid, right? Yeah. So under Cash Money, under Birdman, right, they had a familiar relationship that may have entangled a business relationship in such a way that I don't want to say that Wayne was taken advantage of, but I will say that for a long time, his financial situation was something that he was fighting and striving to correct. And yeah. I think we recently saw with the release of Carter Five, him almost close that chapter and i say almost because i think this is kind of an epilogue to that Mm. right um so however that business deal closed he now felt it was advantageous to him to sell his His young money catalog right and so i want to be clear that wayne's catalog is huge and what we're talking about here is his young money catalog that's why it includes um, Drake and Nicki, which is bigger, which Wayne's catalog is huge. Putting Drake and Nicki's, that's 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 wild. That's astronomical. Yeah, for sure. And I'm so I'm not I'm not sure which of Drake's albums fall under that. I imagine it's not all of them. I imagine it's not all of Nicki's albums. But so I what I a- what I read, right? Yeah. Not to cut you, is that. But Drake, allegedly with Drake's albums, they it was up until 2018 with uh, Views. I believe Views was the last. Okay. Or if you're reading this, because I think that's that way was... back. That's way back. Wait, what? Views and if you view wasn't if you're reading this, the next project after Views. Is it? I think so. Maybe not. I'm tripping. Maybe I don't know. But I thought that was the contract I... switch. I thought if you're reading this was literally the project he dropped to to satisfy his contract which is why it was called if you're reading this it's too late it's out yeah yeah yeah. unless yeah whatever the case is anyways up until 2018 right up until 2018 is when jake's last album apparently nikki nikki's last album also got dropped onto uh last album was also recorded under the young money umbrella now when we look at this from a, a slightly wider perspective and you realize that there's a whole bunch of um there's a whole bunch of people that are buying catalogs you know we look, you know, we took a trip down to see who exactly are those people that are buying these catalogs. Now, Sony and Warner are buying back a lot of these catalogs, but then you also have a lot of um, private equity, private equity companies and investment trusts that are popping up now that are purchasing these catalogs. And it's merely for the simple fact that in terms of returns on an investment, catalogs are a very safe return on an investment. Mariah Carey has been making Mariah Carey's same not granted not everybody is Mariah Carey however if that was an investment to be made you could guarantee almost that every December this thing is going to be able to 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 generate some capital and so with a wide enough and diverse enough catalog 
you can very much be able to continue the proceeds. You can be able to reap the proceeds of that, even in small chunks, but from a wide catalog, which is why a lot of these these blockbuster catalog deals are coming from people with very wide catalogs. You know, it makes intuitive sense, but from a, an investment perspective, it's the whole concept of, do you want one thing making you a lot of one thing, making you money or a bunch of things making you a little bit of money, a little bit of money each, you know? Yeah. Uh, So I want to acknowledge that universal is another huge name that's been buying a lot of these catalogs. Um, And then I think, so what do you, so I think you laid out really beautifully why these catalogs are valuable. So what do you think then is the reason for selling them? Like, why do you, what, what do you see as, you know, the incentive to, to give away that longevity and investment? I mean, what they say, one in the hand is better than two in the, in the forest. Right, a bird in the hand, uh, yeah, whatever, nigga. You know what I mean. One, a bird in the hand is better than two. (laughs) Don't correct me; it's my flu game. Um, A bird in the hand is better than two in the bush. I think is that you know. I think um, the process, the probably the process of being able to recoup your royalties is one that involves a decent amount of middlemen. Um, You know, you have somebody has to collect it, somebody has to invoice it, somebody has to double check it. All of those things I think are quite laborious. And so when some, when one person thinks about, especially if they've been screwed over in the music industry before over something like this might not be necessarily worth their, their, their effort in order to continue this process of being able to recoup these, um, to be, recoup their royalties and whatnot. And so when somebody comes with a fat check and they lay it down, you know, it, it, it makes a, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's, I can get 23 million now or, I can make 50 million in 40 years. And that's just the window that these investment companies are looking at these. They're holding these things for a long, long time. And then they're going to eventually package it and then sell those out as packages, as, as investment royalty unit trusts is actually what they're going to call it. There you go. See, where else y'all going to get type of breakdown, son? Boom. So, so then I think that brings up a really, so a further question about, in in that case, there's a lot of things we don't know, right? So we don't know what these artists plan to invest that lump sum of money in. Maybe they have an idea, each of them, maybe there's a collective motivation to, you know, put money towards something else that they see as a better investment in the future. We also don't know in the Wayne situation how much conversation he had with Drake and Nikki, right? Yeah. So do you see it as a betrayal for him to sell off the portions of their catalogs that are under young money, especially considering it sounds like those are significant portions, or do you feel like that's all that's fair, you know, for business considering he was the the head of young money? I mean, when you look back at what Birdman did to Lil Wayne, it was exactly the same thing. He took Wayne's royalties, Juvie's royalties, everybody's royalties, and then flipped them into a deal with Warner, I believe them into a deal with with Warner or Universal. That was the infamous $100 million deal, right? $100 million, which is why it was a very, that they threw that term around a lot in, in Young Money, right? So that was essentially the, that was essentially the, the, the re-rock that Birdman did early on in Weezy's career. So it's very interesting to see something that he felt betrayed doing, if this is in fact what had happened, 
that he would do the same thing to artists that are under his umbrella, you know? So is it a betrayal? I mean, look, man, at any point, we, we don't know one, the, the debt that some of that, you know, listen, it's expensive to live an expensive lifestyle. So we don't understand, we don't know what debt people are holding onto, um, what liabilities they need to cover, things of that nature. And so you would hope that everybody was in agreement with this particular product, with this particular proposal, and that it was, you know, it, it met amicable a consensus before it was made. Otherwise, it would be deception. Yeah. Otherwise, gonna, it would be deception. I'm in a tough place with Wayne because I, um, I haven't forgotten what bro said, talking nonsense about Black Lives Matter um, and racism not existing. Uh, I can understand potentially his perspective, having had his life saved by a white person. But then again, there are songs in which it seems like you have a much more lucid understanding of the black struggle. And maybe you communicate best through music, but I'm in a tough place because like I said, I haven't forgotten those things and the timing at which you said them, supporting Trump and all that shit. Um, Miles is talking to Lil Wayne directly right now, ladies and gentlemen. Go ahead, bro. Get your shit off. I just think it speaks to a place that we're all going to, that I think more of us are coming into conflict with our beliefs and the people that we support and the people that we mess with. Because my follow-up statement was that I did listen to his last mixtape and it's fire. Wayne is still rapping and to hear an artist that I listened to 10 years ago still contributing in a way that is respectful to the craft of hip hop when, when hip hop is going a much less like, you know, lyrical artistic direction and more just vibes and, and, and beats and stuff like that. Like I'm conflicted because I can't, it doesn't hit the same as if I didn't have that taste in my mouth from the shit that he says. And I think we're all just, whether it's like you're a comedian, whether it's an actor, whether it's an author, I think more of us are facing that in our life. And I'm just acknowledging that. I feel conflicted because I want him to win. I want him to get to the bag. Um, but I also, you know, don't want, I don't want the people we put in these positions and the people that we champion and the people that, you know, we go to battle for um, in the sense of, you know, fighting for artists and fighting, you know, these are the people that are going to benefit from that. Mm. The 50 cents, the, you know, like all these people that we that we are chastising in this moment. And it's just a conflict. It just doesn't, all the pieces don't fit right. And the wheel of support isn't continuous. And I just feel like that's important to acknowledge, especially when it does bring somebody like Lil Wayne, who's so irrelevant politically, to the center of all these different conversations. Mm. Mm. Hey, man. Well, look, to put a ribbon on it, Ownership undoubtedly is the way to go, but there's a price that one has to pay when it comes with ownership. And that price is to be able to assume the admin that it takes to uh, churn out a money-making uh, money making machine or institution or company or whatever the case is. And a lot of people aren't necessarily built for that, right? So to advocate um, independence for everybody, it, it takes into assumption that we all have the same, um, we all have the same uh, ethic and 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 passion in order to see something like that work out. Now, that being said, in Weezy's case, undoubtedly, like we had said, if this is a decision that everyone was able to get together with and agree on 100%, whatever, you know, get your money, do your thing. But if not, then I think it speaks to a larger, more perverse 
um, reality about the music industry and the fact that it really does not see it, it, it has no loyalty to anybody. If Taylor Swift can get her masters swept from under her and sold for three hundred million, what makes Drake unable? What makes Drake unable to 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 um, you know to be to fall fate to a similar thing? So you know that's that's what that is. Now talking to things that we don't know about, brother, the vaccine. Are you gonna take it or are you not gonna take it? What you saying? Uh, hold on. Let me just make sure that this. All right, perfect. Despite the fact that I might have COVID right now, but go on. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it because in the research that I've done, so, so this is, so here's what's important to acknowledge. And I, and, and I think this isn't like, this is a conversation that is being had, but not being laid out explicitly, right. In enough places is that Black people have historical precedent in this country to be fearful of the government administering things that we are going to ingest, inject, any of that. There is historical precedent for that. Multiple, various, right? I haven't seen anything to suggest that the COVID vaccine is among those attempts to attack the Black community or that there's any discernible way for them to distinguish whether a black person or white person is going to receive X dose of vaccine, right? Um, I think we need to have more conversations that acknowledge the history of what black people have gone through in this country and that the health sector is not exempt from pillars of America that have attacked black people. and But that we need to ensure that our paranoia doesn't prevent us from uh from progress and from and from something that could be beneficial to our health and when i say paranoia i want to acknowledge that you know it's not because paranoia doesn't mean that you're always wrong it just means that your sense of that what's happening to you is wrong is always there right and so I, I like I said, I've I've looked into it enough because as a black person, you can't travel in black circles without hearing people around you, even elders, saying, I'm not, I ain't taking that. Right. And because my job requires me to be out in the community, right? Like, and I've been maintaining as many safety measures as I can while doing that, I think it would be more responsible for me to take the vaccine. Yeah. Now in this country, I know I'm not going to be first because I'm not a considered a first responder, right? I'm not, and I'm not going to fight to be acknowledged as one to take the vaccine. Now, if, if you can break that down, is that the process of how that goes? Is it, does it, is it first going to be administered to first responders or made available to first responders? Pretty sure our, yeah, I'm pretty sure our designations are nurses, first mental health care workers, first responders, and elderly folks, people, and then, um, I don't know if there's a, another tiered system for like whatever I am community service, but I doubt it. I think at that point you just go and get it as mm. a civilian, which means that I won't be the first person to take it, which I mean, I don't know. That doesn't, that, I hear a lot of people saying I'm going to be first in line. What? Then what number makes you comfortable then, sir? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, uh, as you said, my G, it's like there is, there, everyone is, especially black people, are entitled to be able to to feel 
to be very skeptical about what this particular um, drug is. And I like how you had pointed out that the healthcare system is not immune to have been an instrument utilized to abuse black people before. I think that's a very important thing to to highlight. Um, in yeah, South Africa, I wish I would have said the healthcare system is not immune. I said example. You, they ain't bodied that. <laughs> I'm still shooting, baby. I'm still I'm shooting. Game, I'm, baby. I'm sweating through this game, but I'm catching these dimes. Believe that. <laughs> Oh, I am struggling. <laughs> we carry you. I'm pipping, baby. I know you are. I appreciate that. But anyways, um, yeah, nigga, give me that vaccine right now. Let me take it. What you <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> if it helps me feel better than this, then I'll do it. But it's just interesting to see what people decide to be uh, skeptical on, what people decide to accept, what people decide to, um, what people decide to embrace. It's very interesting because like, what this is definitely going to be considerably less dangerous than a lot of the things that we intake on the regular. I mean, like the, the impact of smoking is definitely higher than any vaccine. The impact of continuous alcohol and drug abuses is, is higher than that. A lot of people on prescription pills whose side effects change their psyche. Not, and I'm not talking about prescription pills that are meant to target psyche, which is a very different thing, but there are side effects of pills that are non-psychiatric pills that can impact the psyche of people. That is science on it, right? And yet we still can take those. And so going into 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 covid um there's been a very there's been a very unique response of skepticism from about covid and covid related matters throughout the board in all different parts of the world and i wonder if that speaks to a growing a growing distrust in in governmental bodies and in the the corporate or the man at large or if this is just a natural way in which mass pandemics tend to play themselves out yeah well, I, I, so that brings me to a couple of interesting questions. So first, I want to ask you, is that playing out now in terms of the vaccine, that skepticism on your end, right, in South Africa? Do you see that same skepticism? And is it, have you seen it before this? Or is there is there a general sense that, you know, people in Africa are adverse to potentially taking the vaccine in the same way that African-Americans are? Or nah. Sorry about that. I got got some medicine for my medicine, man. Hey. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's, <laughs> let me let me take a sip. Salute, brother. Salute, 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 salute. Hey, man. To good health. To good conversation. Good good kinship. A good partnership. We've been rocking this thing now, going on to fourteen episodes. It's been none but a pleasure to do this with you. You are. I I love you, my brother. And I look forward to many more celebrations of this kind with you, my man. There you go. Some black love. Boom. Take it. Take it. Black love. love. It's hot in here? All right. So as you were saying, brother man. And we love y'all. God damn it. As you were saying. Hey, man, listen. um, I know what you were saying, but it's important that I clarify some. (laughs) I was talking big game about Africa not being impacted by COVID. And now we're in the second wave. They're saying there's a new coronavirus, bro. It's a super coronavirus. And I think I'm dying (laughs) from it. (laughs) <laughs> I think I'm dying from it. That is what I think. Is what I think is going on. You see, it is extreme updates, extreme fluctuations between updates. You heard live, it here, live from the incubation. You heard it here, first, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. After wherever you may have heard last week, not to worry about COVID in Africa. You, we were, they were wrong, and now we are here <laughs> first and tell you that you should worry about it. I guess. 
I, so, <laughs> so take that and re, and apply that to your decision making. Dude, there's a so, new coronavirus. I clearly you have it. It's fucking you up right now. I see it. It's on the show. So new coronavirus. <laughs> What's it like to be here all over his way? And when are you gonna ease up on him? <laughs> Never. Never. The coronavirus is wearing a Jordan shirt, bro, right now. The, yeah. the coronavirus, that's obvious, wearing a Jordan shirt and just shooting so, hard as shit. I don't think I have no. it. I hope I don't. I don't know if these are the symptoms, but we'll find out tomorrow. If this persists, then. Man, I don't have no coronavirus, man. Hope I don't have no coronavirus. <laughs> I'm for real, dude. And that's like this, the placebo effect of it is that everybody thinks they do. Everybody you talk to, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. You know, I thought I had this. I had the coronavirus early on. It's like, I had it this morning in the shower. My throat was all scratchy, and I was like, oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) And I got it. Can you get it through Zoom? Because then you definitely have it. Definitely have it, dude. Oh, dude, I have digital corona? That sucks, bro. Oh, man. Miles, we need to give the people what they want, bro. We need to keep the people what they want. But I think the people want to know real quick, because I think it's important, right, to know if it mirrors the same thing. Do our people are... Are African brethren as skeptical of vaccines in general? And are they skeptical of the COVID vaccine? This vaccine is not going to get taken unless it has to be taken, bro. Already people are in disbelief of the, of the virus alone. That's because it's a super strain. It doesn't mean that people are fully going to adjust. It's so super cold. I'm super. What up? Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Something like that, you know? And then, the yeah, I mean, look, we'll see. What we do know is that the, the cases were picked up. We went into a second. South Africa went into a semi-lockdown. It's like, you know how we all now have stages of lockdown. So we moved up a level in our stage. So we went from stage two to stage three, which means that alcohol doesn't get sold from Monday to Thursday. Alcohol only gets sold from Monday to Thursdays, uh, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. And then from Friday through the weekends, no alcohol. Um yeah, that's the one that matters most. That's the only one I really pay attention to is what. <laughs> and then there's curfew. But what is curfew in Africa, dude? Honestly. Dude, I got to stay inside. But more importantly, I can't drink. <laughs> exactly. Exactly that. Well, dude, I uh, I hope super COVID is, uh, I hope it leaves alone our, our brethren that side. Uh, but you guys seem to... They want choice. it, bro. They want they what? it. what? Say they want this content, my bro. They want it. Miles Xavier. Last week's segment has garnered a wee bit of attention. Oh. Breaking down if guys can get flown out without responses. Apparently, y'all like that. So we gotta give no people flights. what they want. Yeah. <laughs> In conclusion, nah, bro. Nah, in conclusion, nah, bro. Um, right. So now for this week, what we double back to is a concept, a term of being a holiday boyfriend. Are you a holiday boyfriend? What is a holiday boyfriend? If you don't know and you're buying gifts for someone that just hit you up in the fall, I got bad news for you, pimp. <laughs> I got bad news for you, pimp. If you fell trapped to the hey stranger, that came about in the U.S., let's say, August, September. September, September, October, actually. September, October. Right? Uh-huh. Over here in South Africa, people get holiday boyfriends to fly. 
Well, see, travel. here's the thing. If you are, if you are, so if you're listening to this and you are asking yourself if you are a holiday boyfriend, you late. It's because over, whether you, because first of all, you are. I want that. I want that to be the clear first, first thing, first and foremost. I don't know. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you have a girlfriend. Guess what? You're a holiday boyfriend. Break down so what whoever that is to the, the people, though. It's just my, you. Just you. You just hey, look. Whoever the closest female to you in your life is, right? She. This is this is she sees this as an opportunity to for you to ex- demonstrate where you at in a relationship. And I say that because it includes, it includes current girlfriends, it includes potential girlfriends, it includes exes, it includes, I, I don't know, see, this is the part where we're going to get too deep for the people. I hope, see, and this is where I might get you in trouble. I hope you know that you are a holiday boyfriend. Oh, for to, sure. But not just to your girlfriend, though. Hold on, slow down. What? <laughs> you <didn't. laughs> so, Every holiday. Cap. <laughs> Cap. People, I'm going. People, I'm going. So every holiday, the all the women in your life that, whether you, however you think of them, every holiday is a, is a chance is a holiday where they do or do not have that holiday acknowledged by you. You dig me? If you are family anywhere, included. oh yeah, of course, family included. Oh, yeah. But you gotta say you're supposed to say happy holidays to your mom, your sister, whatever. But whether you just met Shorty or you've been knowing Shorty for a while or it's your girlfriend or you've been married to Shorty, every man is judged by how they perform on the holiday. Now, at the lowest level, that could be we not we have an identified relationship as anything. But if I reach out and let you hit you with a little, uh, you know, Merry Christmas, you know what I'm saying? I know I hope you're at home with the fam. It's all good. Oh, I'm thinking of you on Christmas. Okay, that's a little, that's an acknowledgement. That's a, that's not nothing, right? And if you are anywhere with a woman, she's gauging if you send her a holiday message at the very least. The very least. If, you, if, all, that, if all that might be in the balance is a message, you're in a very lucky place. You're in a very casual place. Because as that's soon as gifts casual. get involved, it gets different. Then but you I don't become want to think, holiday boyfriend. But I think when we say holiday boyfriend, a lot of dudes out there, might think, oh, I'm not expected to get anybody a gift, so I'm not a holiday boyfriend. No, that's not true. That's not. There's a woman out there that may be wondering on whether or not you are going to say happy holidays, Merry Christmas on Christmas Day, Christmas Eve, Christmas morning. If you feel like you have a meme to send, an emoji to pass, you know what I mean? You're a holiday boyfriend. I And I, I disagree with that, bro, right? Dudes are being targeted out here. Break it down. Depending on, you can be a holiday boyfriend from a distance. Matter of fact, the, the high statistical number of holiday boyfriends aren't in the actual vicinity of things. This is this is a boyfriend from a distance, right? This is what I think. I think if you catch yourself in a place engaging with somebody that has hit you up around, right before, right after Halloween, Halloween's a cutoff day for that. And you are now in a process of ensuring that they have the best Christmas that they can have. <laughs> you know what it is. You know you're just a regular is. boyfriend at that point. <laughs> you're a regular boyfriend at that point. Is that what I'm describing? You're a the husband at that point. You're a fiance, my guy. If you're responsible oh, wow. for making sure she had the best 
Christmas ever. Dude, at least a boyfriend get a chance to that have a wild. neutral Christmas where we see how Christmas goes. You're speaking as a man who has had a bad Christmas with a woman already. <laughs> Don't do that on me because I haven't. Responsible for having the best Christmas ever. <laughs> what did you do last Christmas, dude? Dude, have a blast. I had a, I had a blast. I had a blast. I'll tell it to you like this. Yo, you get it. When the 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 recipients of the 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 Christmas girlfriends or the Christmas boyfriends, are you telling me they are looking for an okay Christmas? Is that what you're telling me? That the expectations of the finessers is always set at meh fun? Hell no, bro. That 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 requirement is oh, dialed to the tens, bro. Oh, but sensei. But you taught me. (laughs) (laughs) But Sensei, look, man, I'm going to put it to it like this. I'm going to break it down like this. Look, I think being responsible for making sure that your partner has the best Christmas ever, if you coming out the gate with that, if this is your first holiday as a boyfriend and you trying for all that, I think you need to chill. I think you need to calm down. That's that's my point. How my boyfriend is. Okay, break it down. That's my point, is that if you catch yourself there, you've been finessed, you've been clean, bro. The bank's been taken, the bank's empty. Keep it pushing. Yeah, oh, but you, that's, that's, yeah, but you, they done hella high water, you. They done ran out the bank with that. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's what I'm referring to. That's what I'm referring to. Because that happens all the time. You see how much people spend on bottles alone, dude. What's a, if, if someone is willing to make a point on, bottles like that what point are they willing to make on a vacation hey bro this is what i'll say about being a holiday boyfriend is that if you know (laughs) if you know that your relationship that that your relationship will be damaged if you do if you ignore the holiday you're a holiday boyfriend i'm i can take that I can That's take what that. I was- you know what this podcast is going to end up being, bro? It's going to be a relationship podcast. All the hip-hop stuff is going to go away. All this political, black conscious stuff is going to go away. And we're just going to be sitting here catering into if you can get flown out or if you're a holiday boyfriend or not. I won't allow it, dude. I, I promise to keep the hip-hop in the podcast. I promise. I promise y'all that. I won't allow it. Hey, man, if you got, if you got Hey Stranger, if you got Hey, hey Big Headed, if you got, hey there, hey you. And? And now you're buying gifts? Yeah. Your See, holiday boyfriend, son. I hate to break it to you. And there's nothing wrong with that. And this is why I'm trying to, see. this is why I tried to break it down to the people that's like, look, whoever, think about the females in your life. If one of them ain't your mom and ain't your sister, but might be expecting you to say Merry Christmas, I'm trying to get folks in early i'm trying to get you in before you looking around standing in the bank standing in the vault you don't see how he got out he's sitting behind the wall she got all the gifts and the money behind the wall you can't see it she gonna leave the bank walk right out three days later inside man nigga you ain't know what's going on how you gonna catch the holiday before it catch you that's all i'm saying all i'm saying Hey man, listen. You know what happens? You know what happens if you're a bad holiday boyfriend? You know what happens? You mess up Christmas and end up having to pay for some expensive, stupid, extravagant shit on New Year's Eve. Always. That's how that goes. Gentlemen, don't, don't gentlemen, don't drop the ball. Let, guys, spoil your ladies if you can. Um, do something nice. 
be you know try try to go above and beyond obviously they're going to say things like let's let's do this type of christmas whatever whatever that's a lie that's a scam don't fall for that no matter what she says you are not entitled to the same rules okay so go ahead make your lady or partner or whoever it is that you find to be a significant other to feel super special on this jovial christmas time so I'm saying, so I'm saying, and I was going to ask you, speaking on Christmas time, because this is going to drop right before Christmas, my brother, what are you most grateful for, for this year? Um, it's hard to put into words, but I would say that this year has, they say, be careful what you wish for. Right. And and everything that I said I wanted to do in terms of taking on more responsibility in my family, doubling down on my commitment to my community, um, spending more time with creative outlets like this and spinning records. The world has been like, oh, yeah, you want to do that? Run and continue to remove obstacles leaving me no choice but to if i don't do the things i said i was going to do if i don't be the person i said i wanted to be it's on me i have no i have no excuses so in a like and a part of that is being stuck at home with covid thankfully the things that i do and my hobbies and, and my goals writing you know what i mean educating myself um it has <clears throat> hindered community support work but largely in who i'm trying to become um, even the challenges of this year have helped create just a, a pathway forward. Um, and I'm just grateful for that clarity. You know what I mean? I think we spend, we all of us trying to figure out who we are, spend a lot of years of our life stumbling around. Um, and I think sometimes we make it out of, you know, the bush and we, and you're good and you can see, and you, and then other times you write back in it. And I'm, so I'm just thankful for the clarity and have a clear path ahead of mm. me. Uh, up to this point we'll see what next year brings because clearly you know we got no idea what's ahead of us Things what, are are you more, what are you most thankful for hey man i think in in all the ways that i wanted to be able to grow as a man in the in the in the ways that you had said are you know i, that I was intentful in being in growing in ways of responsibility assumption in the the impact that the impact that we wanted to have on our, on our communities and actually doing the footwork in order to see that, um, which is undoubtedly the, the most important work that I'm doing. Um, but more than anything, bro, I'm grateful for being able to find my purpose of, of helping people, you know? And so at this point, at this juncture in my life, I'm driven by the, the options and possibilities of helping people and thinking in different innovative ways, how to be able to expand the impact that we already have and, um, and I just get deeper into the core of how really to make a difference into things. And so you know, the fact that I've, I've been able to realize that at the age that I'm in, the fact that, you know, my business grew, um, this podcast is growing, which is something that we both wanted to do for a long time. And so being able to, to find this and to grow this health, we're here, we're kicking, you know, I, I think that's the biggest gratitude of all, man. And a, and, a, and, a, and a mind that continuously seeks to be present, for sure. Hey, bro. Your presence is present. I'm present with you. Hey, man. Man, look. Look, man. 
we did forget. We didn't forget, but we did not cover our uh, melanated leading ladies. We ain't forgot about y'all. We coming back to that segment. Damn. We got to talk because we did do the dudes, so we do got to come back to the to our melanated leading ladies at some point. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Talk about that. <clears throat> what else we got on the agenda? We got anything else? Um, just thank you, the people, man. Thank you, y'all, for rocking with us, for joining with us, um, growing with us. You know, drop this as, as part of the teaser for this episode. Um, just letting you, you guys know, you know, end of the year wrap-up. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all, and we look forward to growing with y'all. So if you're ready to hit that snippet, Let's get it. You ain't say nothing but a word. Go ahead. Take it off. I'm following right behind you. I'm there for the shot. Live. Live. Indeed. From the gym. You dig me. From the gym. If you are witnessing this, you are seeing the gym. We are shooting in it. Chest passes. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Working it out. And if you are in the gym watching this, we appreciate you. And if this ends up going to... The main court, arenas, wherever it go, we appreciate. We ain't gonna forget who was shooting in the gym. For sure, for sure, for sure. And listen, it's been a you know we started this thing with 15, 14, This is episode fourteen that we're going into. Um, from we're seeing slow progression with the interaction with the users. We're seeing a slow progression with um, people that are you know with the with the people that are listening. We encourage you all to keep doing that with us, man. It gives us nothing but joy to to manifest this energy and bring it out to y'all. So, what we have next year is going to be fire, boy. Well, the plans we have next year for y'all, y'all don't even know. It's about to be some serious super production things. You know, we're we're contemplating different ways to be able to improve the infrastructure of this product, to improve the 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 visual of it, the the audio of it, we're cognizant of those things, and we're pushing towards that. So we're excited for y'all to come on this journey with us and eventually get to a point where you get to see where this becomes. Why you gotta leave oh, me on the edge like that, nigga? Why you gotta leave me on the edge like that? I I think you jumped the gun on the edge. I was, it's not a lot of. It's a little bit of a. You know what I mean? It's a minor delay thing. I couldn't even. You said those things very quickly in succession. So I couldn't get worded edgewise. Yeah. <laughs> Look, man. <clears throat> this thing here is uh. This thing here is special, bro. Like. You ain't getting a lot of real talk. You ain't not you're not gonna get a lot of to keep it a buck like black men that's just down to be vulnerable, down to be real, down to show the not glamorous parts of the process. Like, but here it is, bro. This is this is this is it. This is live, this is real, more hip hop, more love, more everything that you love and hate about us. And the reasons why that of all the podcasts you pick ours, we got more of that coming for y'all, man. Excited for sure, for sure. Land us, bro. Land us, bro. Put my shades on for this. Please make sure your seat backs and tray tables is in the upright and locked position. It is the end of the show. Look, man, we know I look like Ferris Bueller's day off. I hey, feel bro. like Ferris Bueller's not fair. What's the one with the dude that's dead? Uh, we get a Bernie's, yeah, we get that Bernie's. Look, man, it's your boy, Zay and Bernie. <laughs> and we know. Zay and Bernie know. 
podcast. So we appreciate you rocking with All The Way Live. Live in the sense that we celebrate in life. Live in the sense that we celebrate celebrating. Celebrating Christmas. Celebrating how good it feels to be black. Don't it feel good? All the time. So, like that. Peace. Love. Water. Happy holidays. We gone. Oh boy.